say something you regret, we can edit it out. So have fun. I wish I could apply that to everything in my life. We're going to fix everything in post. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to No Show. I'm Matt Brown, as always, joined by Jeff Borman. Today's a special day here at No Show. We have uh, special guests joining us, and those guests are from Hopper, the world's fastest growing mobile first travel marketplace. Uh, we have Tucker Holland and we have Nima Vez. Tucker, you are implementation team lead at Hopper. Is it, What are you implementing and what team are you leading? Yeah, so it's kind of perfect having both Nima and I here because we're two sides of the same coin, essentially. Um, basically, once Nima or anybody else on our market manager or sales team uh, gets a new contract with the hotel, they get signed the dotted line, it gets turned over to us. And basically, I am putting that contract into activation, getting the hotel live on the Hopper app, getting room types, rates, things along those lines um, from the hotel, and then communicating with their CRS partners, things along those lines to get everything up and running. And Nima, uh, what do you do? So I am the regional director on the hotel side for the Mid-Atlantic team. For us, Mid-Atlantic is anywhere from New Orleans up to the DC area. So I oversee a team of six to seven market managers trying to go after those contracts and get direct relationships with our hotel partners. As we were preparing for today's episode, we've been doing a lot of reading on Hopper, and that's easy to do because there's a lot of information about Hopper out there these days. It seems like uh, every week there's a new press release. You know, I think earlier this year, uh, you know, Hopper made a lot of waves and a lot of news because it was ranked as the most downloaded travel booking app in the U.S. in 2021. And there have been all kinds of splashy new partnerships announced, JetBlue, there's a vacation rental service a company called Evolve that you, you guys have just entered into a partnership with. And one of the interesting things about a lot of the language uh, around Hopper is that uh, there is this focus on data and machine learning in a way that I think is very different from how travel sites have marketed themselves uh, or, or seen themselves really over the last 20 years. You know, travel portal was always kind of the language used. And there's a move away from that and towards, you know, fintech solutions to help customers, which is is really interesting language. That's a, it's a very Silicon Valley kind of language that you're applying to consumers. One or both of you, give us the PR pitch. What is the state of the union of Hopper today in 2022? And what, what makes Hopper different than all the other kind of travel competitors out there in the market? Yeah, and no, I'll take it. I mean, we can spend hours on why we're different, but I think you had a great introduction, Matt. So really, it's all about spending less and traveling better here at Hopper. Um, you know, we are the most downloaded travel app right now in the USA. We aspire to be the world's best um, as well when, when doing that. But what really makes us different is, is twofold. One is, is how we market and who we market to. Um, right now, if you think of a typical Hopper app user, it's a Gen Z um, young millennial user out there who's really spontaneous, wanting to go on random road trips or travel with friends. And one thing we learned throughout COVID is, you know, this is the kind of clientele that is going out there and exploring the world right now. So we were able to really grow our hotel division and, and our platform during the pandemic and throughout recovery is because, you know, the marketplace for people that were traveling at that moment were the, were the young millennials and Gen Z. Secondly, you touched on it, it's fintech, um, short for financial technology for those that are listening. But really what we do is we consider ourselves a fintech company rather than a true OTA um, because we have a lot of ancillary products out there that none of our competitors are doing 
in order to give guests more satisfaction and more sanity when making a reservation. Being a private company, um, we've raised over $600 million uh, in, in US private capital money right now. We still are a private company. And, and doing so, we use a lot of those funds to, to promote and provide fintech solutions for our customers. So a lot of our competitors are public, um, so they don't have those capabilities to do that. But another big thing is our partnership with Capital One Travel. I mean, things are going great here in the Hopper world. Almost 50% of our hotel bookings right now come from our Capital One portion as well. So you have 50% as a Hopper app user, 50% as a Capital One Travel user as well. So the state of the union, things are good. Things are getting really great as well. I think, as you mentioned, there's a lot of good hot press about us, which is always helpful. But you know, with over 70 million, 70 million downloads right now for our app as well and growing, you know, we're in a good, good spot where I think Hopper will make a splash in the marketplace. You've got two grizzled Gen Xers here hosting. What is it that Hopper does that appeals to Gen Z? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tucker is more Gen Z than I am as well. But I think we were really promoting ourselves on social before social was a big influencing tactic. Um, All of our marketing efforts right now are spent via social media. So we don't really play in the Googles, the meta searches of the world. So those that are downloading the Hopper app and actually utilizing it are those that are on TikTok all day, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube TV. A lot of our customers don't have cable services, so they use streaming channels like YouTube TV. And we run ads, we run commercials, we have influencers. And if you search Hopper on TikTok or Instagram right now, there's millions of videos of just regular people out there talking about how great of a travel app that is. So that's the first part of it. But I mean, it goes back to the history of Hopper where you would download the app to search for a flight. And what Hopper would tell you is, hey, Jeff, if you want to go from DC to Dallas, you know, maybe you should wait a week. Maybe you should wait two weeks. Maybe you should book it right now to get the best price. And that really draws people in. I mean, my wife loves the app. She uses it all the time. And you know, if you have weddings to go to, bachelor parties to go to, you're downloading Hopper to make sure you get the best cost because you don't want to spend so much money. At the end of the day, that's kind of what we draw into. Um, and secondly, it's how the app displays. I mean, it really truly reminds them of like a social media platform. It's not much clicking. It's a lot of scrolling and swiping, which is what they're familiar with. And if you look at our app sessions over, you know, what a traditional OTA has, I mean, it's way higher. It's through the roof. I think part and parcel of that is something that I noticed you know, recently. Uh, my wife and I just went to Portugal uh, got back a few days ago, and the week before the trip, and even during the trip, we changed our our hotel plans. Uh, I feel like Hopper has dived headfirst into embracing all kinds of flexible options. Now, a, a lot of providers do that, but but I feel like uh, Hopper really puts that front and center. Uh, things like the, I, I think they have like a leave for any reason, or like a cancel for any reason uh, function. Um, so if you don't like your lodging and you want to pick another hotel, you know, Hopper will come in and cover the cost of the new booking. And I think it, it, it speaks to sort of where the world is in 2022, you know, COVID and flight cancellations and, uh, you know, kind of just the state of travel. And they all play a part in how we're thinking about travel, which is a lot more fluid uh, than it was, say, even five years ago, 10 years ago. Your plans might change during it. You're not, you don't necessarily feel like given the money that you're spending, you want to be locked into an agenda if that agenda isn't feeding you uh, the way that that you want. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what fintech is, right? That's what it gives us. It gives us those ancillary products where through a premium, a deposit of whatever sort at the time of booking, you have that kind of confirmation in your mind that I can get out of this booking and I'm not going to be held to it. And that's what Hopper does. I mean, that's the pandemic taught us a lot of things. But one thing we we learned from it is that you need to make sure that your product set gives customers that ease and satisfaction in times of travel where flights are getting canceled left and right, delays are happening left and right, weather is so unpredictable these days, mass mandates, COVID mandates, like there's a lot that can go on. Um, and that's why I think Hopper has really propelled throughout this recovery process is because we've had these options available and we're learning from them. I mean, Leaf for any reason was a spontaneous kind of add-on fintech item. It sounds like a front desk nightmare. Um, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's really based on feedback from our customers saying, hey, there's a lot of times we check into a hotel. It's not like any of the pictures. The, the staff is rude and mean. It smells bad. And I want to get out. And, and Hopper is kind of the only platform right now that you can actually get out and not be paid to make a whole new reservation. So a question about what is PlacePass and, and where does that fit into the whole Hopper Warren? No, good question. So PlacePass is actually a company that we acquired um, earlier last year. So in 2021, um, really what we want to be is a super app and travel. At the end of the day, our, our CEO, Frederick, has been very vocal about that and skipped articles and focus right articles. And he really envies the Southeast Asia kind of platforms where you can, you know, get your groceries, book a concert ticket, pick a hotel room, get your Uber all in one app, right? And PlacePass is kind of our next step to getting there because it gave us inventory to attractions and events. So right now in the Hopper app as well, not only can you get cars, hotels, flights, homes, but now you can also book attractions. And that's what PlacePass has brought us. If I'm a hotelier and, and I have been most of my life then, should I be afraid of Hopper? Well, it depends on on why I like the reason behind being afraid. Hopper is such a different kind of eyes and, and ears for the marketplace that if you want to be more visible in a world where we're the most downloaded travel app, I mean, we're, we're mm-hmm. that for a reason. So if you want to get your, your property in the eyes and hands of users that are actually making bookings right now, it's a good time to partner with Hopper. Um, I wouldn't be scared. I think it's uh, going with the times and trends. And, you know, it's only going to be so often where you're going to really influence people through social media and Hopper can help help you get that way. But no, I wouldn't be afraid. I would be excited is a better word, I would say, to to, to utilize Hopper and to work with Hopper. I don't know how many downloads you know, the big brand apps have had uh, recently because they, they went through their growths for 10, 20 years ago. Uh, but 15 million downloads uh, in a year, 500% growth. I think any kind of disruptor, even if there's no reason to be afraid, that's massive disruption in an industry. Yeah. And what's really cool too, and of course, Tucker, please um, interrupt me at any point, but we're anticipated to be around 36 million by the end of this year. And wow. we're already the top OTA in the US, but that puts us on caliber with some of like the highest shopping apps out there. I mean, Amazon's at like 40 million. So when you think of just big household app names and not only travel, but also shopping and in general, you got to now put Hopper up there with the best one. I've read that more than half of Hopper's revenue comes from fintech products. Are those the price freeze cancel for any reason? Is that is that the driver of the fintech Correct. sale? Yeah, and I can piggyback off of the, the fintech thing too. In addition to like the cancel or change for any reason, it's cool because we now offer fintech products that are 
you know, beneficial for the for the customer throughout the booking process, throughout the stay. Like we have price freeze, obviously, which for those that don't know is just if you're not ready to book, you can lock in the price you have now and Hopper will tell you if it's a good idea to do that or not. Um, and then obviously once you get to the hotel or prior to that, even there's cancel for any reason, if your plans change last minute, once you're there, like we just discussed with Nima talking about, you get there and your hotel stinks or something along those lines, there's change for any reason. And then there's also VIP support, things along those lines. So it's really FinTech products that benefit the customer from before they book to when they book and while they're there. I think when I hear fintech, I think mountain of data, and I would imagine that Hopper uh, has access to a mountain range of of data. How do you even wrangle all the the data that's coming in? A lot of it on our end is automated at this point. I'm sure at one point it was a bunch of people sifting through things, but you know, with our engineering and development team getting through there, a lot of it's op, uh, automated. But just to speak to like how big the sample size is, like just for flights alone. Um, we quote 10 to 15 billion airfare prices every day. And then in New York alone, just for hotels, it's uh, like millions and millions of rates of just 500 different hotels in New York every day with similar numbers in major cities across the US. So it really is amount of data that all just gets, you know, whittled down to one price when looking on the app for whatever trip you're trying to book. So in, in June, Hopper announced a new product offering, leave at any time without penalty. I guess, Neiman, this goes back to uh, where hoteliers might be afraid, right? It's the last thing you want. Right? You can't sell a room day of. Somebody checks in, they say, oh, wait a minute. I don't like this. I'm leaving. That sticks us with whatever the reservation was. It's pretty much all of a sudden that becomes an empty bag. And as I'm thinking about what this means to a hotel, it's not that it would be bad, and I don't imagine it happens very often. But when it does, it's got to feel awful. And I think, you know, from a hotel looking at Hopper, you're thinking, are they encouraging that behavior? Do you think more people take you up on that offer to leave than would have just because you made the offer and the guarantee? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I think, you know, it's not the most popular fintech item we have, mostly because it's the newest one we have as well. But these are ad hoc products that they need to add at the end of their reservation in order to take advantage of it. So, you know, a normal guest just can't go into a hotel. They booked on Hopper and said, I don't like this hotel. I want to transition to a new one and then just get automatically moved to the new property. You know, it ranges, I think it's $20 at the end of each after the checkout process where you have to buy the buy the leave for any reason. But in any event, the hotelier is still making their money. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, I was at the STR conference too, and it's talking about how ADR is, is through the roof. And a lot of these um, owner companies, you know, they really don't care about occupancy anymore. It's really about just holding rate. And at the end of the day, if you're not really caring about true heads and beds and just securing a room rate, why would they be afraid? Um, they're still getting that room. They're still getting that that price. It's still a reservation under their books. But yeah, I think what comes with this is maybe guest reviews. And that's something that we don't want to throw in the mist and get bad interpretations about Hopper. So that's still being, I think, learned and, and kind of touched up a bit. It's trial and error. Let's see if it sticks around. Um, I think it's a great, great product because a lot of the times content can be, you know, misleading. So uh, it's a great way for our customers to feel like they're getting an advantage when booking through Hopper than any other traditional OTA. How long before uh, Expedia just copies that over? Are they capable? Do they have the ability to just go, that's a good idea? You know, it's funny. I, I just read the other day that booking is starting their own fintech team. You know, I think even Marriott's <laughs> trying to get in the fintech world, right? 
Um, but we we source our fintech to Bonvoy. I mean, we source our fintech to Kayak. We source our fintech to a lot of big, big companies out there because it's so awesome and so unique. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's that easy. I think, again, it goes back to our data. It goes back to being a private company. It goes back to being a very profitable company right now. Um, and we're able to do these things without taking much risk. And the traveler doesn't have much risk either, which is a beauty. You know, I, I won't reveal uh, the friend of mine and his name, but uh, works at a major brand. And I asked him about Hopper. Uh, this is months ago. And the first thing he said, he was like, you know, their tech capability is the real deal. We're years away. And that was his compliment. I mean, a major compliment. He was talking about what you want to do and in combo with what other OTAs are trying to do, combined with what they would like to offer their customers. Right? You take that poll, what are we trying to achieve? In the end, didn't matter because he just said, we can't do the tech. Jeff and I were talking this week about the tip your hopper feature. What Can you explain what that is? I noticed it at first when I, you know, well before I ever worked at Hopper, I was using the app for travel. And I just noticed once you get to checkout, there's a, would you like to tip hopper option, which I always thought was great because, you know, it kind of reminds me of when you go to like a kiosk or anything where you're buying something at the mall and they flip around that iPad and you're just buying something at a stand, but it gives you the tip option and then you kind of feel obligated. It kind of gives me that same vibe as well. But I don't know who came up with the idea. I think it's great. Obviously, it's completely optional. And if they feel like they're you know, being benefited by using Hopper as a way to book, then they're more than welcome to tip us for the convenience as well. Yeah, I think it started when we were just like a price prediction app. So we weren't really making revenues. And then we're like, hey, if you want us to keep maintaining our insights and accuracy, like, please give us a tip. Where does the name Hopper come from? It came back to 2007 when we were going after, you know, domain names that weren't existent in the marketplace. In the beginning, it was going to be called Open Places because we really just wanted to be focused on destination discovery. And it was going to be called Open Places Incorporated. This is back in like 2007. But obviously, they didn't love the name, and they were just looking over domains that kind of had to do with travel, but also didn't have the world or travel or trip in the name. And Hopper kind of stuck because it's just short, it's easy, it's catchy, um, and it kind of reminds them of hopping from place to place. So Hopper came to existence. And a fun fact, as you may know, like our logo, logo is a bunny. You see the bunny everywhere within the app, but it was actually going to be a kangaroo to begin with, but our designers and the leadership team was like, you know, maybe a kangaroo would just incorporate us that we're just Australia focused. So we don't like that. So it came out to be a bunny. And now we have thousands of different variations and illustrations of the bunny. So um, uh, we have a really cool artist that does some, some cool sketches for us. Have you thought about how you book travel differently since you've been working for Hopper? Yeah, you might have two different angles of it. So like my whole career has been in the OTA segment. Um, and I think one thing coming to Hopper was like, there was a lot of work to do to make the front end more feasible in the hotel segment. Obviously, we were an airline first based company. So that was pretty on top of it. But coming in and trying to, you know, work with the new hotels team and creating something that is super unique and cool. We noticed that there's actually a lot of flaws in how we display things. So just coming from that background, I think I caught more of like the things that we could do better rather than, oh, this is great. But now we're at a place where I feel like we've gotten our value proposition to a point and signing up the right hotels where 
it really, really, really makes it easy for people to book their hotel in a given market. I, I love the fact about working at this company. It's not only that I use the app, but it's ways that you can kind of dictate what you want to happen on the app. And you don't get that very often in other companies. Being that we're still in that startup world, you can really have your hands on different things, different fintech, different you know variables to make your property pages more visible or, hey, let's run this campaign. Let's run this promotional tax and see what sticks. Um, and I think a beauty about OTA world is that you're always A-B testing. I mean, font sizes, colors, like all that stuff is always being tested out. And until something truly sticks and have a good conversion rate, I think that's when um, you, you keep it. But I think maybe Tucker has a different experience coming from like the hotel world. Yeah. I mean, uh, just regardless of my past work experience, just in terms of purely booking travel, like Hopper is just like the convenience that comes along with booking in Hopper is great. Like before, I don't know if it was like a lack of travel experience or whatnot in my you know past life before Hopper, but essentially it was go to one site to book a hotel, go to one site to book a flight, go to one site to book the rental car while you're there. And just as like a traveler now, it's great to just have all of that in one app in one place, you know, one confirmation email in my inbox that has my entire trip planned out. And the added aspect of Hopper's thing being, you know, the lowest price guaranteed for every step of the process. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny too. Like, I don't think my parents truly know what I do. <laughs> I mean, they're so loyalist to Marriott. They're so loyalist to all the brands out there that they just use points, right? Like they've, they've earned it. And they were going to, I think it was um, Yosemite or somewhere hiking and they couldn't find a hotel. And I was like, have you searched Hopper where I work? <laughs> the company um, I like, work for. Oh, you guys do hotels? And I'm like, yeah, mom, you know, that's what I do every day. So um, it's interesting to hear about that age gap because they're so still stuck on going to brand.com, right? Um, and they're not used to seeing what's outside of the world of brand.com. In this whole conversation, I mean, we've got obviously a lot of hotel background, but this is really a conversation that Matt and I have ongoing about the travel industry as a whole, which is really what makes Hopper so interesting is the way you're disrupting and introducing. What's the next big disruption up your sleeve? I think, you know, we just want to be the super app and travel. Like when you think about travel, it's Hopper. You know, I think we're testing cruise ships. We're testing trains. Um, we're testing a lot of cool different verticals that no other OTA has at the moment. Um, so we have high ambitions to just be like the number one travel booking engine um, out there. And whether that's because of our fintech or because of the verticals that we're in, I think, you know, our partnership with Capital One is only going to skyrocket as they bring out new credit cards. Who knows how our partnerships will revamp? I mean, Venture X was a really big win because it was all about travel rewards. Um, and it's being compared to the Chase Sapphire, which is a top of the line credit card out there in the marketplace. So as long as the partnership keeps continuing, which we have for quite many more years, and as we grow our teams, I think, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, we're, we're always trying to innovate and create, but um, I do think we want to be in every single vertical in the travel from, you know, booking your Uber to get to the airport all the way to your stay during your trip and your reviews after. I think that's where Hopper wants to be. I really thought you were going to say space travel. <laughs> sure. Hopper in space. Wouldn't rule it out. Every week uh, that we do this, uh, I give Jeff a mystery question. He hasn't heard it. I try to ambush him. It's it's right. fairly easy. This this week is going to be super easy and it's for the group. And we'll go around the horn here to, to kind of close out. 
guys, what's your next international trip? Your very next international trip. Tucker, go first. The uh, the girlfriend has been wanting to go to Ireland since we started dating. So I think that's the next one that's going to have to happen. Don't necessarily have anything planned out. I'm sure Jeff would likely be able to give me some tips and tricks for over there. But first, first one that comes to mind is Ireland. Are you going to book through Hopper? Absolutely. Oh, that'd be hilarious if you didn't. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to booking.com. I'm going to go to Expedia, kind of check things out. That'd be great. I'm also going to uh, opt into all of their wonderful fintech products for each step of the way. And I'm going to tip at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo, where are you going? What's your next? What's, what's, what's on the yeah, world stage know, for you? I don't know how much going around I'm going to be doing. My, uh, my, we're expecting our first child literally any day now. Oh, all right. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we're going to be locked down here in the suburbs for quite some time. But, um, you know, we have been talking about taking our, our little girl and, and my wife's never been to Paris. So we want to probably go to Paris as our first kind of family trip outside the U.S. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah excited. Jeff, hit me. Where are you going? Well, it's not booked yet. Uh, the next two bookings are domestic. Uh, so we haven't decided, but I think we're going to do something in Latin America. Uh, we've had a, a trip much farther, uh, a much bigger distance, longer distance trip in mind. Uh, but we're also in the middle of a very expensive and growing expensive house renovation. So I'm going to need to use Hopper. I probably won't tip. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for doing this. It's been a pleasure and we hope to have you back at some point in the future and uh, good luck with everything at Hopper. It sounds like things are going amazing and uh, we can't wait to see what's next. Mm-hmm.